Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And today's show brought to you by the great people at Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Whether it's auto, home, life, business, whatever it may be, people at Purdy Insurance get it done. Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. I mean, great people, great professionals, Purdy Insurance. All right. Our play-by-play call of the day. Penn State's Nick Lee gets it done. Nick Lee looking to tie this one up. Can he finish the single leg? There's a ball from Fletcher, and he can. It's 3-3. Wow. Right here is big now. Is Pletcher going to stay on his on his stomach? That's that's not good for Ohio State. Nick Lee's a hammer right here. And Pletcher's got to be careful. He's been hit once already. Can he afford to have that happen again? He's on his belly, head down. Here, Pletcher, you got to find a way to work up. And this crowd is right back into it. It is electric. 16,000 rooting on the Nittany Lion, Nick Lee. Can he finish the period on top? 15 seconds. Big exchange. Over 40 seconds. Huge point in this match. I got warning Wow. There's another call. A points for Lee. His first lead of the match. Yep, that was on BTN Saturday night. The excitement and the, the thunderous roar from the crowd for Nick Lee. That was the match of the night, even though like the moment of the night was Mark Hall's pin. But going in, everybody had anticipated the Lee-Pletcher match. Everybody anticipated it. It lived up to its billing, and Lee lived up to his billing. It's fabulous. So... There you go. There's our play-by-play call of the day. Uh, don't know about Ayodesumu for tomorrow night for Illinois. I will say this. The really good news is that he did not have any structural damage to his leg. I don't know if it was a knee, ankle, what they were looking for. But no structural damage. It's a guy that... Took a long, hard look at the NBA draft last year and decided to come back to school. And many people feel that, once again, he is going to be a guy that is going to get uh, a lot of thought about the NBA draft. The last thing you wanted to see for him and for Illinois is for him to be hurt and out. And you want 
the best, you know, first of all, you want to play a team when they're at their best. Uh, second of all, for him personally, I hope he's able to get a draft position that is great for him. You you don't want an injury to get in the way of that at all. You want him to be able to go out at 100%, be able to perform at 100%, work out for teams at 100%, and hopefully he can earn his just reward. And he's he's really a talented player. Very he plays an NBA type of game. Very talented. Very good. The XFL interviews everybody now, no matter what. I will freely admit to you, I have not yet texted Matt McGloin. I will do that before the day is out. Just give him a quick text. Make sure he's doing all right. I didn't see it happen, but I've read about it. About the game plan. and I only saw the interview. I didn't see the game itself. They they did get shut out. I think they lost like 23 nothing or whatever it was, New York yeah. at D.C. But I don't know how you feel about this, Steve. I, I think the XFL is trying a little too hard to get some ratings and to get the headlines. Because I just don't understand why you bench somebody for what he's when he's just showing off frustration. It, it just seemed it just seemed just reckless to me for New York's part. The uh, ratings for the opening weekend in terms of total viewership, believe it or not, the opening weekend. So this is not this past weekend; it was the weekend before. They averaged about three point one million viewers per. That's not bad. But the only the funny thing is the Alliance of American Football averaged three and a quarter, three point two five last year. So actually, the XFL on average has fewer viewers in the opening weekend than the Alliance did last year. The difference will be the sustainability of it. Let's see what this weekend's ratings in the week two look like, because I feel like the caliber of play is better and more exciting than the Alliance. But here's the, when you're a non-competing league with the NFL, and they're not competing with the NFL, there are players in the XFL that are hoping to parlay their XFL experience into an NFL training camp. I think that's fair to say. When the USFL was in existence... They go out right away and they make the big splash and they sign Herschel Walker. And then eventually along the way they sign Jim Kelly, they sign Doug Flutie, they sign Reggie White, they sign Steve Young, they sign Mike Rogier, sign Craig James. They put at least some name recognition star power into the league. When you're a non-competing league with the NFL, where you're not trying to compete with them, you are not signing that impact star player that might draw somebody to watch you. Now, we've talked a lot about wrestling today. All right, so let's, let's go with that. Penn State has had 
Ed Ruth, David Taylor, Bo Nickel, Jason Nolf. Now they've got Nick Lee, Mark Hall, Vincenzo Joseph. Penn State has, in its wrestling lineup, star power. And that star power relates when they go to Ohio State. It relates when they go to Iowa. It relates when they go to the Big Tens. It relates when they go to Nationals. Star power draws the casual fan in. They've got star power. Penn State basketball has Lamar Stevens. Right? On a college level, he brings with him some star power. Cassius Winston. Anthony Cowan bring with them some star power. Trey Jones of Duke. You know, not maybe a ton, but enough. Micah Parsons brings with him star power. Kind of felt K.J. Hamler did the same thing with football. And that's what the XFL doesn't have. I mean, it, it, you're trying to cultivate your own stars. Like, is P.J. Walker a star? All right. You know, people have heard of Landry Jones, and he actually, by the way, played well. But I find that to be, uh, that's the part where it's going to be the sustainability. You know, it's interesting, though, when the XFL talks, like Oliver Luck talks, they do talk about attendance, they do talk about TV ratings, but you know what they talk a lot about? Gambling. And you notice the announcers are very open in talking about over and unders and about point spreads because the XFL encourages that. They feel that angle is an important angle for them to attack. I mean, have you watched any of it? I I mean, I watched a little bit of it. I mean, the football's been okay. I mean, it hasn't been great, but it's been okay. Yeah, I haven't yet. And to be honest, this whole thing with McGloin has just been so blown out of proportion that it's actually soured me a little bit from even wanting to watch even more. Because I just think it's nonsense what they're doing right now. I mean, let's let's look at this here. You've already fired one defensive coordinator after one game in the first game of this week of this league. And then we have a quarterback being benched just for something he said during a halftime interview that he's that he's supposed to be doing. Something tells me that I just I just don't like how this is being run right now by the XFL. I don't mind doing some new interviews, like interviewing McGloin after he threw their one interception. That's fine. That's something new. That's something different. That's fine. But then just trying to make a controversy out of this, that's just, to me, it's not even anything. It's not even a story. And then you ha- you're firing people left and right. It just, the, the quick hitches just don't work for me as far as trying to lure me in to watch your product. Well, you know, would you miss a field goal? You got somebody, Jenny Taft, is talking to you, or Tom Luganville. I'll say this: I mean, they're putting out good people to cover this. Kevin Burkhart, Steve Levy. Uh, oh, yeah, Diana Rass- Diana Rossini interviewed McGloin. Yeah. 
And again, that's all well and good. I just don't think I just think some of these headlines that are starting that we're talking about instead of the game. Yeah. It's not helping the XFL. The reason why the NFL is so popular is, sure, we have all the stuff that happens off the field that we talk about on a daily basis, but we're still talking about the game. The game is still the center of the conversation. XFL, you're not there yet because, as you mentioned, Steve, from the little bit you've seen, it's just not the same, and it never will be. I will say this. The one thing they've done that I do like is they take you inside the replay booth. Yeah, I like that, too. I'll give them that. Uh, no, it's... Let's go back to let's go back to wrestling again. I mean, you remember the show that never talks about wrestling? Um, let's go back to wrestling again. Every time you watch a, a wrestling duel meet on TV, the ref is always mic'd. You can always hear him in the background. He's mic'd up. I think that's great. There's no mystery as to what's going on out there as to what he's thinking. That's why, for example, I think that uh, the mistake that's made in stadiums and arenas right now is they need to be showing every replay that they can all the time. Lots of replays. You want to know why? Because that's what the fan at home is getting. More replays. Right? They're checking something over there. Replay it for the fan. Show it. And every, every lead referee in basketball... And every home plate umpire should be mic'd up so that they can turn the mic on and, like football, announce the decision to the crowd. The crowd should not be the last to know what's going on. TV shouldn't be the first to know. Okay, The crowd should be the first to know, or everybody all at once, including TV, like they do in football. And we keep talking about technology all the time. How do you use technology? Well, that's the simplest way to use technology, okay? Okay, let's do simple well. Okay, let's do simple really, really well. Because if you can't do simple really, really well, how on earth do you expect us to believe in you when you try to do something complicated? Right? By the job, great. By the way, great job by the George Center floor staff, changing over the building to wrestling, and then they had to change it back as the women played yesterday. It's a lot of hard work, a lot of hours put in by those people this weekend. Come back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Sunbury Motors Ford is coming off with their best-selling year in its 105-year history. SMC is committed to Ford Motor Company to sell 1,000 new Fords in 2020. Wow! Pick from 25 of the totally redesigned 2020 Ford Escapes. And they start as low as $21,960. <laughs> Take up to $7,500 off MSRP of the all-new 2020 Ford Explorer. And they're priced from just $33,965. Sunbury Motors is Central PA's truck capital. Choose from over 120 Ford F-150s and Super Duties. Mmm, Super Duty. The F-Series truck has been the number one selling vehicle for 43 consecutive years, and SMC has them on sale for as low as $26,794. Sunbury Motors in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, proudly serving the Susquehanna Valley's transportation needs for over a century.
All right, great to have you with us on the uh, show today. Brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right. Um, the uh, I've been thinking about 30,000 people in the turnstiles on Saturday. 30,400. I mean, it's ticket sales because, I mean, obviously, I think they announced 14-4 for basketball on Saturday. And, um, you know, that was the ticket sale number. And uh, nearly 16,000 with 15,995 for wrestling. That was, that's a remarkable number. On uh, Saturday night, you're like, "Well, why the disparity in numbers?" Because you can put more, you can put seats on the floor. That's how you can get above fifteen two sixty one. You can put seats on the floor, and they're filled. Great atmosphere, great time, great match, great win. Men's basketball. I was mentioning this before the top. Jamari Wheeler had eleven points on Saturday. He's three or four and four in threes. He's hit 12 of his last 23 three-pointers. Now, that's been spread out over a couple of months. He's very selective as to when he takes it. And when he when his feet are set and he can take his time, he can hit that shot. And he gets some time because people are laying off him a little bit. Well, if you have to come out and play him, now it opens up the floor even more so. Boom. Opens it up for post-entries, blow-bys. Now, he's got to be a little bit better in his post-entry. You've got to be able to make that entry from the wing and not from the top. Gets in a little trouble sometimes when he enters too close to the top. You've got to get to the wing and create an angle to make the post-entry. Also, sometimes he tries to make that long bounce pass through traffic. Try and thread it through there. No, can't do that. But this is how good this guy is. Defensively, Saturday, and I'm not a I'm not a big believer in in the plus minus thing. I mean that can really get skewed sometimes, but when the number is really huge, you do have to take notice of it because it does tell you something. And <laughs> he was a plus twenty nine. How about that? He was plus 29. That's a a phenomenal number. I mean, the last time I saw a plus 29 was the suit in the front nine at Susquehanna Valley, but that's a different kind of plus 29. (laughs) We talked about how well Hera played against Daniel Latoro in Minnesota. Hera was plus 23 in that game. In other words, when you're on the floor, your team was 23 points better. Well, when Wheeler was on the floor, Penn State was 29 points better on the when he was on the floor on Saturday. Again, he's not a prolific scorer. We all know that. But when he keeps his turnovers down, he's playing great defense. He's the kind of guy that cuts the head off the snake.
Yeah. So they've got Illinois tomorrow night. That's at six thirty, six o'clock the airtime. We're carrying this, right? Yep, we will have it live. There you go. Well, it's a big one. We're gonna have Brian Barnhart on the show tomorrow too. Brian on what three thirty five? Three thirty five tomorrow. Yeah, I'm supposed to do their pregame show at five forty. And yeah, I do their pregame show every year. That was the one years ago when the Big Ten had 11 teams. And so I'm on their pregame show. It was out in Champaign. They said, we've asked every announcer that's joined us so far who they were going to nominate to be the 12th team in the league. I said, well, that's easy. I said, you got to think outside the box. Hawaii. They started laughing. I said, excuse me. I said, I said, tell me. I said, in fact, I'd like Hawaii, and I'd like to put them in the Big Ten East. <laughs> I like your thinking. I said, every other year you're going to Hawaii, and in basketball, if you got a home and away, you might go to Hawaii twice in the same season. I said, you people want Nebraska? I want Hawaii. <laughs> that is quite the difference. Ah, you just see you know, all these. Everybody else gives a serious answer. Well, my answer was serious. I was serious. I wanted them to pick Hawaii. <laughs> for nearly 100 years, Purdy Insurance has been your locally owned, family operated source for insurance products. With a staff of over 20 and partnerships with some of the industry's most trusted companies, Purdy has the experience and resources to get the job done. Whether you need personal home and auto or complex business insurance solutions, Purdy will help you navigate through the process. Call today at 5 5- 70-286-5855. Or better yet, stop in their Sunbury office to see what Purdy Insurance can do for you. Taking your calls at 800 795 9565 This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. All right, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummels. War today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Purdy's have served the Valley for decades. Auto home life business. Okay. Whatever your business or whatever your insurance needs may be, Purdy will take care of it. Great pros. Great pros who are just even better people. It's like to work around people like that. Deal with people like that. Best in the business who also happens to be a great person. Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Right, tomorrow night is the Penn State basketball all-access game. Ugh. Okay. So, this is the way I understand it. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong about this. But I believe the vast majority of the time, you'll be able to hear both Patrick Chambers and Brad Underwood tomorrow. Brad's the Illinois coach for the uninitiated. <sighs> Here's the problem I have with this. And you were just talking about the XFL. Now I will I'll say up front, because Brad Underwood said yes first, Pat felt compelled that he had to do it. Okay? But he's doing it. 
Um, let's see. I want to look at find the press release here on the uh, all access game. Uh, it seems like television is consistently trying to do something a little different. Now, along the way, there have been certain ads that have made the broadcast better. Let's be fair. There are certain things that have been added to TV broadcasts that have made it better. Um, let's take something simple. Skycam. Okay. Uh, every once in a while, that Skycam gives you a really good look at a play. But the problem comes in when I think it was that the Patriots were playing a game and because of the fog they had to use the sky cam. Which which was fine. That was great. Okay? Because it, it kind of bailed out the whole broadcast. At least they had it. But then somebody came up with the bright idea of like, let's show an entire game from sky cam. Oh, Really? All right, here it is. All access game. Can't wait for this. Now, I won't have any privy to it. Doesn't really matter. Um So let's see how's this going to work. The Big 10 Conference's first all access contest. One-of-a-kind, commercial-free production will feature each head coach wearing a live microphone, giving viewers the chance to hear directly from the sidelines and the locker rooms from tip-off through the final whistle with virtually no interruption. Commercial-free presentations allow Fox sports cameras and microphones to capture behind-the-scenes conversations not typically available to a television audience, including instant access to team huddles and locker rooms. Joe Davis, who, by the way, is the voice of the Dodgers, and Donnie Marshall, and uh, Donnie Marshall's very, very good broadcaster. They're going to be courtside. Now, how much they get to talk during this, I don't know. But back to television for a moment. For some reason, television feels they've got to attempt to reinvent the wheel all the time. Now, I don't mind. I don't want things to be stale over time. But at the same time, one of the more foolish things you can do is that when you've got a winning formula as to how you do something, you continue with the winning formula and tweak here and there. You don't do do radical surgery to the winning formula, but you can tweak it to make it better. So look, sky. hey, let's get a sky cam. Give people a different view, and we'll use it once in a while. That'll make it really effective. Perfect. Let's do an entire game with Skycam. Idiot. That's not how people are used to watching the game. Pylon cam. Okay. Name me. I don't know. Name me two or three times where pylon cam was critical to how a play was called. Most of the time, it's like there's pylon cam. Up the angle of pylon cam, which is one foot off the ground. It's too high to see where the foot is or where the ball is. You usually just see a body flying by. Okay? That's just a toy. It doesn't do anything. 
every kind of like once or twice when it's like been further down, maybe about the five, six yard line, maybe Pylon Kim can help you. Well, that Pylon Kim at the goal line. Ah, oh, there's too many bodies. Yeah, I guess we didn't count on that when we put the Pylon Kim. Referee Kim in the hat. Oh. Really? One game, Michigan was playing Ohio State in basketball. You know where the camera was the cameraman was sitting? The entire time in the front row at a seat. They wanted to give you what it looked like from the front row of a basketball game. I finally turned it off as it was absurd. I was trying to follow the game. It was ridiculous. And now this. I'm sorry, but I think there are times where the TV guys think too much. Stop thinking. Just do the game. It's a big game tomorrow between Penn State and Illinois. It's a big game for both teams. You're going to sit there and have coaches mic'd up? and uh, Really? Now, maybe you as a fan have a different viewpoint. Maybe you want to hear what the coaches are talking about in the locker room and on the sideline and so forth. You know what? I am a firm believer... That in a world filled with cameras, intersections, malls, the suit's driveway, that you need some private sanctuary sometimes. That private sanctuary in sports is your practice field. It's your locker room. It is your huddle on the sideline. Where it's just you, whether it's home or away, it's just you in this group, and you're talking about what you need to be done. And you're also talking to them in such a way that works for your team. You, know, you push a button here, you push a button there. You make a point of emphasis. And I'm not saying, and I'm not saying remotely that you're swearing at them or anything like that. And that's not what I'm saying. That's what documentaries are about, where they take you inside. You know, it's. I mean, even even the HBO one on Penn State football, which was really really good. That was really well done, really well done. And people saw how emotional James Franklin gets on the sideline. I mean, even that, I know Penn State approved, you know, that they had editorial control over it and so forth. But even that, I was like, okay, I I understand. But live like this, I don't know. To me, TVs, every time you turn around, I feel like there's just certain people thinking too much and they're trying to reinvent the wheel. There's a way of doing sports. Just do it. People want to see the game. You know, like an innovation in wrestling, it's a small one, but having the referee mic'd up has been great. That's been terrific. I mean, it's small, but it's really good. Pylon cam, sky cam, referee cam. I just don't, I don't know.
shake my head sometimes at some of the stuff that they think of because they're trying to present the game to you in a different way. You know what? I, guess what? I'm used to the way you're presenting it now. Right? And I and obviously, based on the ratings and the fact that sports is more popular than ever, people like what they're seeing. Hey, look, there's, there's certain things that they, they bring in, for example, um, on golf, the tracker on a drive. That's good. I like it. It's a nice it's a nice split screen. Good. That's a nice innovation. But it doesn't take away from the basic shot that you're seeing on the left, which is the shot you usually see somebody hit. And they're following the ball and so forth. That's fine. It's just a nice addition to. You're not doing tracer technology on every single shot where you're just okay, you're not. Uh whether it balls in or out in tennis, well done. But again, that's in addition to. You don't see that on every single shot. So, they're going to do it. Commercial-free presentations. I can tell you right now on radio, we will not be (laughs) commercial-free. We are going to take breaks. And I'm going to take a break right now. Here on News Radio 1070 WKLK, brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com or in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sustainability is an interesting concept. You want to see your team at or near the top on a consistent basis or doing well on a consistent basis. And wrestling's been the best example of that in sports, period. Uh, more so than what Alabama's done in football or anything else. You see what Penn State's done in wrestling winning eight national championships last nine years. I've talked about this when it comes to Penn State football. And I talked about this at the end of last season. Now, Penn State over a four-year span under James Franklin has won 42 games. And in that four-year span, they won a Big Ten championship, a Cotton Bowl, and a Fiesta Bowl. So two New Year's Six wins and a conference championship. And when you look back on 12, 13, 14, and 15, metaphorically, what would you as a fan have given to see them win any one of those things? Uh, what metaphorically would you have given to see Penn State win 42 games in four years? What would you have given metaphorically to see them win a Fiesta Bowl, let alone a Cotton Bowl, and a Big Ten championship? What would you give them to win a Big Ten championship, period, in that four-year span? Think about your mindset, 12, 13, 14, 15. Now let's go back in basketball, 12, 13, 14, 15. What metaphorically would you give to have Penn State basketball win 60 games in three years? That's what Penn State's done. I don't think people realize that Penn State has won 60 basketball games in the last three years, and they're not even done with this third year yet. They won 26 in an NIT championship two years ago. Last year, after an 0-10 start in the Big Ten, they then went 7-4 the next 11, including the tournament, obviously, 7-4. 
which means they're 27 and 9 in their last 36 games. But that is the kind of sustainability we're seeing where it's it's not just a one-year run. When you've won 60 games over three years, there's something to be said about what you've done over three years. When you've won 42 football games in four years, where you're, you know, and each one's playing a Big Ten schedule. I mean, of those 60 games that Penn State's played in, Penn State's played 18, 38. What have they played? 14 so far. So they played 52 games in the last three years against the Big Ten. Now it's more than that. 52. Uh, 53, 54, 55. 56, including the tournament. So 56 games in that span have been played against Big Ten teams, including Big Ten tournament games, because they played three and 18, and they played one last year. So you're not exactly out there playing bad competition. Football, you're playing nine games a year against the Big Ten. You're playing Ohio State every year, Michigan every year, Michigan State every year, and in each of the last four years, you've played a team in Pitt where it's their absolute unequivocal Super Bowl. Like, it's like everything to them. I mean, yeah, playing Clemson in the uh, ACC championship game was nothing emotionally compared to them trying to somehow beat Penn State. Penn State beat them the last three years. So you're winning these 42 games in which you've, we talked about it, you've beaten... Wisconsin twice. You've beaten Iowa four times. You've beaten Michigan twice. You've beaten Michigan State twice. You beat Ohio State. You beat Washington. You beat Memphis. You beat Pitt three times. And in basketball, it's the same thing. The, the teams you've beaten over the last three years. I mean, Penn State's got seven quad one wins this year. And look at the teams they they you know the teams they beat last year over the last eleven, those seven wins. I mean they've been beating they've been beating good teams. So there's been actually a model of sustainability to what Penn State's done in the last three years in basketball. Just like there's been a model of sustainability in what James Franklin's done with Penn State football. It's obvious what's happened in volleyball over the years with Russ Rose. It's obvious what's happened over the years with Cale Sanderson, Erica Dombach in women's soccer, Guy Godowski. Now we're seeing that level of sustainability in men's lacrosse with Jeff Tambroni. I think Missy Doherty has a pretty good woman's cross team this year, too, and she's been to the two Final Fours. But it's the ability to sustain success and not be a one-hit wonder. And when you've won 42 games over a four-year football span, that's sustainability. When you've won 60 basketball games over three years, 
That's a level of sustainability. Now, you want further sustainability by getting to multiple NCAAs. No getting around it. But I think if you were to ask the Penn State fan base, did you realize they've won 60 basketball games in three years? I think you would have heard, really? They have? Yet that's what they've done. Just something to think about. We've been informed. I mentioned uh, like cameras at intersections, stores. I mentioned the suit's driveway. I, I got a text from him. He has actually eight cameras on the property. Wow. And also a wild animal. What does that mean? That I worry about him. I didn't even know he had a wild animal, so that's news to me, too. Well, that, that's actually suit light. But it's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who, by the way, we don't know the date yet, but I guess he's getting married. At least at least they've, they've he has a fiancé. How about that? Yes, that I can confirm. No, no, congr- I think that's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And I guess the suit told the kid, like, they're delaying this thing as long as they possibly can because they got to come up with some cash. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, just so she knows, I mean, they're not exactly marrying into the Mike Bloomberg family. <laughs> they got to come up with some cash. I told him, I said, look, I think the GoFundMe thing is not the way to go. But Egypt, ma'am. Since he asked, I figured I'd offer. I wouldn't go with the GoFundMe page for the wedding. It doesn't bring with it any sympathy. He gets a little out of touch sometimes. I mentioned to him the other day that Luke was being baptized, and he said, did Matt get married? I'm like, oh. <laughs> I just, sometimes, I think he's out of touch.